0: Welcome to another episode of the Total R&B Podcast. My name is Lorena, and today on the show, we have a rising R&B singer. Her name is Tasia J, and she is here today to talk about her new single, Therapy, as well as her um, musical journey so far in this game. So welcome to the podcast, Tasia J.
1: Hi, Lorena, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited.
0: Well, thank you so much for, you know, reaching out and taking this time to speak with me today. So I'm excited to learn more about you and your music. So as I usually start off the show, um, I wanna know like what comes to mind when I say, what is your first uh, memory of R&B music?
1: My first memory, so I started singing when I was like around like six, this one I can really remember, but I remember listening to 106 and Park And the music videos will be on there with like Ashanti and Mariah Carey. So Ashanti like rain on me, definitely. Even though she's, I wouldn't say that amazing as a vocalist, I've got my foundation of R&B emotionally through that type of music. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Mariah Carey, the whole album, Emancipation of Mimi, Mm -hmm. she's really delivered with that for me.
0: Yeah, so Emancipation of Mimi is a classic album. I'm like, I love, love, love Mariah Carey ever since I was a kid. So to me, like Mariah can never do any wrong. But that was such um, a big album for her because they were saying, like, that's her comeback album after mm-hmm. all the craziness that she had to go through. Um, mm-hmm. So that's definitely a classic. Ashanti has some class- classics too, but um, her videos did play a lot on 106 in Park. So yeah, they did. <laughs> I could imagine that having an influence. So uh, growing up in your house, like, what other music did you listen to?
1: I listened to a lot of like Destiny's Child. Um, I had a lot of Janet Jackson playing. Um, I had, like, I said, Mariah Carey. Um, who else? I'm, like, as soon as you ask me that, it's like all the people <laughs> are thinking about. They just blank. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely Keisha Cole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely got a lot of influence from that era, like the 2000s era of R&B, like Danity Kane. They're really big on like vocal stacks and harmonies and melodies. And that's kind of where I pull from. So mm-hmm. I, would, I definitely listened to a lot of them and Brandy.
0: No, oh, of course. Everybody mm-hmm. has brandy So that's definitely one. Okay, so you said you started singing uh, when you were really young. So when mm-hmm. did you know, because like, you know, little kids, they sing all the time and like parents are like, Oh, look at my baby and all that stuff. But like, when did you like hear from like other people? Like you have a voice, you could really sing, or you should pursue this as a career. When did that start happening?
1: Um, I was in the elementary school choir and it was around fifth grade. I had my first solo performance and I knew that I could hold a note, but I never knew I could like really sing. But in that moment, my mom, she also told me that was the moment she realized I could truly sing because like I would be around the house singing tunes. But when I had the solo performance, it was hero Mariah Carey. And when I belted at the end, she was like, you gave me chills. And then that's when she really confirmed that, hey, you could really do something with your voice. But I didn't believe in that until like later, like college.
0: Oh wow okay, so it took a while. Yeah. Okay. And so when did you start like record do you you write your own music too? Mm-hmm. yeah when, you, when did you start doing all of that like start recording start uh, like writing your music?
1: So um, in high school um, me and my friend we would do a bunch of talent shows, but it'll be more so him co- coercing me to do it. So he really pulled me into putting myself out there. And then being around him and us always collabing together, that's when we started writing. So I would say like 10th grade, I started just writing, but I really didn't know where I was going with that. Honestly, I just thought I could just sing, but I never knew I could write. So I just developed that skill. And then I started releasing music in 2021 of the beginning of the year. Um, And I was in nursing school at that time in my last semester and then that's when I decided, I was like, hey, I actually wanna take this seriously. Um, so that's when I started releasing my um, first project it was called "Hard on Display. Um, and then, um, yeah, so that's just been the like trajectory of my music career so far from, I would really say it started seriously in high school with the writing, but I've taken it more seriously in 2021.
0: Okay, and what things have you done to really like hone your craft in songwriting?
1: Um, I definitely just write all the time. I pull a lot of inspiration from my own experiences. Um, If I'm watching something or read something that I feel like I can relate to, I jot that down. I feel like the type of writing I do is more like storytelling. Okay. So I try to like have a conversation or tell a story. Like, there's always a theme or an end goal to how I write. so I would say that's like the basis, the foundation of how I write. Hopefully that answers your question.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it does. And are there any like songwriters that inspire you or that you kind of maybe took from in the beginning before you really like figured out who you were as an artist?
1: Um, I won't say specifically uh, I got um, inspiration from specific writers because I didn't get into that until later. Okay. But- I do like um, Eric Bellinger's, his pen game is really good. I like Victoria Monet, um, The Dream. I, w- I think he's really good too. So those are the, some people I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, and Miguel too.
0: Oh yeah, Miguel's really good. And people might not know that he uh, was writing for other artists um, before he became an artist himself. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like how he did the same thing, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think even Neil wrote some of, like, Miguel's songs. But anyways, they were all writers before they became artists. So that's really cool. Mm. Um, so now uh, you have your single that's out. Uh, there's also a video, too, for Therapy. So if you want to tell us about that song, like how that came together.
1: So I wrote Therapy at the beginning of last year. And I've just been holding on to it um, because I want to release it when I felt like the vibe of the song matched like a type of time. I don't know if you ever listen to a song and it resonates with a certain time of your life or a season. So I was like, this song definitely gives like dark R&B vibes. I was like, I definitely wanna release it in the fall. So it's been out for about four weeks now. And actually today the music video hit 15,000 views on YouTube, which is super big. Thank you so much. Cause I'm like, I didn't spend money on any ads or anything like that. And I put together the music video by myself. I budgeted it by myself and planned every little detail. So I was super happy with that. And that's one of my favorite songs I've ever recorded too. Oh, and by the- that song, um, his name is Dylan Graham. I got that beat offline, but now I work solely with a producer now. Um, his name is Troy Train. And he's based in the DMV with me, um, D.C., Maryland, Virginia.
0: (laughs) That's dope. Now, that's crazy that you went ahead and you got your video to that many views as an independent artist doing everything yourself and coming up with a concept and and things like that. So what did you learn from that experience with putting the music video together?
1: Um, With the whole process of even trying to get a music video, I feel like a lot of times... You have yourself. You have like ideas of how things are going to go, and a lot of times they don't go as planned. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of patience and a lot of working around and realizing that things aren't going to happen as you expect them to. Um, And to be honest, I wasn't going to release that music video at first. Why? If it was for some reasons, I'm very like I'm a perfectionist, and I felt like compared to the music video I had at first, Missing You, I felt like I it didn't match the same vibe I was going for, like with the intention I had, like my vision. But I was like, I've already invested so much money into it. Uh, my friends were like, here, how about you just like release it once, and then if it doesn't get any traction, just leave it alone, and then just move on and learn from it, take a loss. Mm-hmm. And then surprisingly, it got so much traction from the beginning. actually, like I haven't had a response to any of my music uh, like this before um compared to all the rest of my music. Only one other song I have has gained traction, but it's gradual. It's been a few months since I released it, and it came afterwards. But with therapy, it's um, like almost instant because it's only been a month since I released it.
0: And what's the other song you were talking about that had like a gradual build
1: to it? Um, That one is called Mood.
0: Okay. So we got to check out Mood to keep it going. Yeah. Okay. We'll take a look for that. And so, um, because you just said a lot right there. Because one of the things that I I do take away is that a lot of times as creatives, we're in our head all the time. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of stops us from putting out our work. So I know for me too, if something sounds bad, I don't want to put it out, but then I'm like, okay, I have to be consistent and put something out. So Mm -hmm. I just end up putting it out. And sometimes the stuff that we don't put so much energy into, or the stuff that we don't think is good is the stuff that people respond to, which is crazy to me. A thousand percent. I a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. So I always try to just go for it. Even like me doing this podcasting thing, like I haven't been doing it so long. I'm still learning different things, how to get everything together. So sometimes like I'm, I'm not happy with the questions I'm asking or how I say something or the sound quality or what have you. But I'm like, I just have to keep going and put it out and just remember what my intentions are. So mm-hmm. I definitely can relate to you when you say that too. And then being a perfectionist, like what what sign are you? Do you know?
1: A burger. <laughs>
0: See, so am I.
1: You are? (laughs) Yes. See, we have it the worst. I don't think that people understand. Like, I feel like I have OCD. It's just Mm -hmm. not diagnosed. Yep. I feel like counting things in my bag. Like, it's that bad (laughs) to make sure I don't lose something. It's really bad.
0: Yeah. No, I'm always in my head. But then because I have so much going on, I'll always, like, forget something. But then I'm so hard on myself that I forgot that thing. And it's just, it's a vicious cycle. It's really hard.
1: <laughs> Us Virgos are very critical, especially yeah.
0: ourselves. hmm Very much so. So I'm hoping to change that this year. We'll see how that goes. But
1: Good luck. I'm <laughs> trying too. <laughs> well,
0: I'm going to put that energy out there for you too, all my Virgo people. I hope we're, you know, less critical on ourselves and we can just, you know, not be in our own way. So I hope that happens but as an independent artist I wanted to ask also because there's so many people that are doing this on their own and it's not easy so like people see maybe your Instagram page and they see all the beautiful pictures they see the nice music videos and you putting out music and performing but it's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes to even get up every day and do this stuff Mm -hmm. so if you could maybe tell us like some of the obstacles that you had to face doing this by yourself, because I don't think you have a team right now, do you? No, I don't, Yes,
1: figuring it out. (laughs) So I will definitely say it is a bit challenging, especially when you're starting with no resources, no help, no team, no budget. When I first got started, I got introduced to recording in the studio through another artist who's my friend and we would record together. And I didn't know anything about an engineer. I didn't know anything about a producer. I just knew YouTube beats and putting them on there and have my friend record me. But his career started taking off and he really couldn't help me juggle. So I had to learn how to take a risk. And I feel like being a Virgo... We want everything to go well. So I'm like, I have a certain standard for a lot of stuff. And I felt like the people who I had access to weren't up to that standard at the moment. But mm-hmm. then I was telling myself, like, how would you ever get access to these, like, new doors that will be opened if you don't take a risk? Yeah. So a lot of money wasted, a lot of risk, a lot of trial and error. We're finding an engineer, a studio, a producer. I'm sorry, my dog. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing is finances like you really have to be good at budgeting your money. And a lot of the time, my money like 95% of it goes to the music, and the other percent goes to bills, and that's it. Um, and then a lot of the time, people don't realize behind the scenes like most of my time, I'm either on YouTube researching, learning how to. A lot of I didn't know this at the beginning either that music is a business, Mm -hmm. it's not just. If you wanna seriously make it, it's not just, oh, I'm putting my artwork out there and oh, willy nilly, somebody might find me. No, you gotta do the groundwork, And that's why I feel like therapy and mood are really taking off because I've really been marketing myself on TikTok.
0: Okay. A
1: lot of people can use TikTok to help market themselves, but you have to come up with your brand, what your values are. And a lot of the time, the hardest part is being authentic to you. I feel like a lot of artists try to emulate other artists mm-hmm. they don't really know who they are so at the beginning i was like well get a- compare it compared to all these artists and i'm like trying to be like them i would not say like vocally but like how i presented myself but then i had some advice from somebody they just like be authentic mm-hmm. so i'm like you're gonna take me as i am and i'm gonna give you who i am but really it's is all of that all in one you got to dedicate the time, you got to be yourself and you got to really just focus and really build your craft. And I do a lot of vocal training too at home. Like a lot of people don't think about that too. Like you have to, is recording music and performing your music are two different things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, but see, that's what I'm saying. There's so many layers uh, to the music industry, especially for an artist or whatever it is, like for even me uh, coming up, like doing like PR work and communications. Like Mm I I need to learn about the different departments that are in the music industry to I feel to better serve Mm -hmm. people like my clients or what have you. Um, Even doing this, knowing different parts of it as well helps me, you know, um, connect with the artists as well and talk about different things. And even if I have information, something that I learned, I always share that with people depending on you know what information I get from them. Um, just to help them out because it is a lot. There's like a lot of different pieces and the consumer or the fan, they don't realize that. They just see just one small side of it, which is like the amazing side of everything, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, but kudos to you for, you know, putting in that work and, you know, figuring things out on your own. You know that TikTok is working for you. So, you know, you're putting in the hours on there. Um, to get yourself you know, noticed and out there and it's working because you had the the views for therapy just like shot up, just like that. So mm-hmm. that's amazing that you figured that part out because also social media is very hard, not even for artists, just for like anybody in general, right? So that's really dope that you've been doing that. So now what are you looking for in 2024? Are you looking to add somebody onto your team or you're just going to focus on you and the music? Like what's happening?
1: So hopefully the universe will bring me somebody who has my interests at heart. I've had a lot of people in the past who've tried to manage me or tried to sign me, but it never felt right in my, in my, my gut. So I've just been doing this independent thing. But what I do have planned for this year is to do a lot more performances. I used to have really bad stage fright. Um, And every time, like I said, I don't know if you remember my friend who I was doing shows with in high school, he coerced me to perform because I hated putting myself out there. I hated being perceived. But I got to this point, like towards the end of last year, I was just like, alrighty, if this is what you want to do, you have to be able to go towards what you're afraid of. Yeah. And that's so why I was like I told myself at the beginning of the year, I'm gonna go after everything I'm afraid of. And I'm gonna do it confidently, even if I don't fully believe it, I'm gonna fake it till I make it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you have to you have to do that and you have to take those leaps. Um, I think that's the only way you're gonna grow. And that's just not for you. That's just for everybody. So myself included, I even tell myself that too, because I'm very shy. So everybody that knows me, they're very surprised that I have a podcast and my face is being shown and my voice is being heard uh, because I'm the quiet girl that's always in like the background doing the work. I'm never- you
1: feel better though, after you like, it feels like an accomplishment because like, you know, these qualities about yourself, but then every time you put yourself out there, it's just like, oh, I can do it. I'm not so timid anymore.
0: No, but that's, but that's it. Like I never would have, like, I've always wanted to do this because I always find it interesting talking to people and learning their story. But mm-hmm. I never, ever thought that I would be doing that. I would, I would more so be like, oh you want to do that let me produce let me be in the background let me do the booking let me do the research let me come up with the questions like anything that had to do with back background stuff I was like I'm there I could do that so now even for me for the podcast it's um doing them in person now so that's mm-hmm. like the next hurdle so yeah a lot of work I to can do wait to
1: Canada then
0: <laughs> yeah well I also do have to make my way to the us so if ever I come to the DMV, I will let you know. You're welcome. Okay. Yeah. And then I can interview, interview you in person, which will be super dope.
1: Yeah, I look forward to it.
0: No, definitely. And so music-wise, we have therapy that's out now that's doing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see yourself putting out more singles this year? Are you trying to put out a full project? What's mm-hmm. happening on that side?
1: So I actually have another single I'm planning on um, releasing in February on February 16th. That's a Friday. so in actually like four weeks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I've been super busy getting that together to submit that uh, to my distributor. Mm-hmm. I've already worked on the music video and have my cover art, so I'm ready to release that. But I do plan on releasing consistently. I've told myself my goal this year is to be at, at minimum every six weeks.
0: Oh, okay. No, yeah. that's like a like a good like time frame in between to get yourself ready and to be, yeah. you know, strategic about it, social media all that good stuff. Well, yeah. super dope. So I look forward to more music that you're putting out. Of course, now that I know who you are, I am I'm, I'm following you, so I'm going to see what you're up to and so that, you know, Total R&B can support what you're doing. Thanks. Um So, yeah, and I would love to see you post that you're doing more shows since that is, you know, a goal to get outside of your comfort zone. So I definitely want to see that. Thank you. I
1: actually um, just booked um, another gig on February 16th, too.
0: Oh, good. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, so I'm going to look for clips.
1: I'm sorry, the 19th on Presence Day.
0: (laughs) Okay, the 19th of February. That's your next show, live show. Okay. So I hope to see some clips online. Yes,
1: I'll post so many. I'm trying to like get over my fear of posting live clips too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, don't worry. I completely get it. It's a a lot to do all those things and put yourself out there because you're open up to like, you know, the world and the world can see you and they can criticize. And Mm. sometimes I feel like the internet is not so nice of a place sometimes. So it's very. I find anybody that puts their art out there, they're very brave to do so. So, but I'm sure it's gonna go well. Everything's gonna go fine.
1: <laughs> Thank so you.
0: Before I let you go, um, I do want to play a little game. Kind of, I'm gonna ask you some like about some like moods and vibes, and you're gonna give me the song that best goes with it.
1: Okay. Hopefully, I could do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're, it's like you're you're creating a playlist.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, so um, I need to know what song would you choose um, that always puts you in a good mood?
1: Frontin' by For Real.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. I that's like one that of my favorite
1: way. songs.
0: No, that's a good one. And it's such a chill song. I like that. Okay, um, uh, what song would you play to turn up to?
1: oh. Uh, all i see is signs all i see is dollar signs what's the name of that song <laughs> the rihanna song
0: um oh darn throw it up throw it up is that the name of it pour it up
1: yeah pour it up yeah
0: that's it pour it up mm-hmm. um, okay what song would you play when you're in love
1: fallen by tasia J. <laughs>
0: There you go. See, I love when people insert themselves in it because I'm always like, don't be afraid to say yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Uh, What song would you play when going through a breakup?
1: Tamar Braxton. Oh, like Love and (laughs) War.
0: Okay, yeah. Love me some Tamar. Her voice Mm -hmm. is amazing. Um, what song, uh, would you play when you're getting ready to go out with your friends?
1: Shut It Down by Drake.
0: No, oh, There you go. That's a good one. And classic. Um, what's your workout song?
1: It switches up all the time. Is it bad that I listen to R&B sometimes?
0: <laughs> no, I, someone artist here from Canada, Luna L. And she's like, sometimes I work out to like slow R&B. And I'm like, I, I, I do the same thing.
1: To be honest, I just to be really honest, I just listen to my music when I work out my unreleased stuff, because it's kind of like I can just get in the zone with that.
0: OK, so unreleased music. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a song more people should know about?
1: Oh, I forgot the name of it, but it was by this artist named Cube and um, Devin Morrison. I, think it's I don't know how it goes. Oh, Best Feature. I like that song a lot.
0: Best Feature by Cube, and what's the other name?
1: Devin Morrison.
0: Devin Morrison. Okay, so we have to definitely check that out. Um, what's a song you play that reminds you of Summer?
1: Um, Ain't Choosing by Tasia J. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. Okay, so we definitely have to check that out as well. And, of course, a Therapy, which is now out on all streaming platforms. And the video is out on YouTube, so we can check that out. So, uh, Tasia Jay, thank you so much for coming on the uh, Total R&B podcast. Uh, Do you have any final words? And also let us know where we can follow you online to keep up with you. I just want to say thank you so much for speaking with me. I really enjoyed this conversation. I think that what you're
1: doing for the R&B community is super amazing, especially spotlighting us independent artists, because a lot of times, we don't get any recognition or shine. So I think the work that you're doing is really great. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram and TikTok, at Tasia J, um, also Facebook. And you can find all my music on all streaming platforms, YouTube, SoundCloud. And if you don't have any of that stuff, I also have an official website, which is TasiaJ.info. And it's spelled T-A-S-I-A-J-A-E.info.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening and watching. My name is Lorena. This is the Total RB Podcast. We are a biweekly podcast. So we will be back in two weeks with a new interview.